Hello, wherever you are listening to this, I hope you are staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I talk to Rajat Verma, a brilliant entrepreneur who is keen on making lithium-ion cells in India, not just the batteries which he already does. He explained why making the cells locally is very important and how a $2.5 billion incentive plan that India approved yesterday will help. That's after these headlines. America is in talks with India to find a way to manufacture Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccines in India. A senior US diplomat told reporters in virtual briefing, according to a report in the Hindustan Times yesterday. The US administration is also working on India's list of raw materials and other supplies urgently needed to manufacture vaccines, Daniel Smith, US Chargé d'Affaires in Delhi said, according to the newspaper's report. But he cautioned that this wouldn't be an easy task because of disruptions to global supply chains. Smith also said a US stockpile of AstraZeneca vaccines currently believed to be 10 million doses, can't be shared with other countries until the jabs are certified to be safe and effective by the US Food and Drug Administration because there were problems identified with the plant that manufactured them in the US. Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin, the company's billionaire founder tweeted earlier earlier today, less than 50 days after America's biggest electric car company said it would accept cryptocurrency for its cars. We are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel, Elon Musk tweeted. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels. We believe it has a promising future. This can't come at great cost to the environment, he said. Musk's strong support of Bitcoin has added to the surge in the cryptocurrency's price this year. He's referring to the large amounts of power guzzled by powerful computers used by crypto hunters around the world to solve complex math problems to complete groups of data called blocks. The process is popularly called mining and much of it is said to be done in China. The block comes from blockchain, the underlying record-keeping technology, and the chain refers to the blocks being connected in a chain. The attraction of Bitcoin mining is that it is a way to get rewarded by Bitcoins in return for helping to complete the blocks without paying any money. However, the energy used by Bitcoin mining and transactions is now the equivalent of the annual carbon footprint of the entire country of Argentina, according to Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, a tool from researchers at Cambridge University that measures the currency's energy use. Back at Tesla, the company will also not be selling any of the $1.5 billion in Bitcoin that it has, according to Musk's tweet. Instead, Tesla will use it for transactions once Bitcoin moves to a more sustainable energy source, he said. Tesla was also considering using other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction, according to Musk's tweet. An industry alliance sponsored by the world's biggest tech companies, including Apple, Google and Amazon, will begin certifying smart home devices later this year using a technology that the alliance has named as Matter, according to a report in CNET. This will help increase the interoperability of the devices that are expected to become a part of smart homes. Think light bulbs, air conditioner controls, alarms, bells, doorknobs, locks and so on. Matter will have a new logo that looks like three blunt-tipped arrows pointing inward together. 
a device that carries the logo will work well with different voice-based control applications like Apple's Siri, Amazon Alexa, and Google Assistant. That seems to be the idea anyway. This means that people will be able to buy whichever devices they prefer, irrespective of the voice control interface they use. They only need to check that the device carries the Matter logo. Matter is a new name for the Smart Home Alliance, previously called CHIP, short for Connected Home Over Internet Protocol, which was started in 2019. Now, one more executive is set to join the ranks of Indian-born CEOs running some of the world's biggest tech companies. Yesterday, VMware announced that its board of directors has appointed Rangarajan Raghuram as chief executive officer and member of the board of directors. This is effective June 1st, 2021. VMware makes enterprise software spanning virtualization, meaning creating digital equivalents of hardware like computer service, cloud computing, networking, and so on. Raghuram is an industry veteran currently holds a position of Executive Vice President and Chief Chief Operating Officer Products and Cloud Services at VMware. Five years ago, billionaire Michael Dell got VMware, which is part of EMC Corp, when his company Dell Technologies purchased EMC in a $67 billion acquisition. Dell is now spinning off VMware as a separate listed company. Yesterday, India's cabinet approved a production-linked incentive scheme for a national program on advanced chemistry cell battery storage, aimed at bringing battery cell manufacturing in the country. I spoke to Rajat Verma, founder and CEO of Loham, who not only makes batteries at his plants in Noida, but is also among the very few who are commercially extracting raw materials from used battery cells in India. Verma hopes to be able to manufacture the cells in India in the coming years. Yeah, hi, hi Rajat. Are you able to hear, hear me clearly? Yes, Hari. How are you? Good, good. So, thank you for making time at short notice. Uh, so, uh, yes, yesterday, uh, as you know, the cabinet approved a production-linked incentive scheme for a national program on advanced chemistry cell battery storage. That's what the press release says. Right. So, so uh, explain this to us a little bit. And give us some context. Sure. So, uh, what is happening so far is... Uh, you know, batteries are one of the most fundamental components uh, of an electric vehicle. And uh, typically, they'll be anywhere between 40 to 60% of the cost of a vehicle. Mm. What we've been doing so far in the country is importing cells that go into making a battery and which are typically anywhere between 70 to 80% of the cost of the battery from China largely. Mm. China controls almost 80 to 90% production in the world. Mm. Now, the government uh, necessarily understands that for us to be truly uh you know independent in the field of electric vehicles and in the field of renewable storage we need to make these cells in the country mm. and this is why the production link scheme has come to mm. incentivize players in the country to make the cell to locally produce the cells now what is important to understand here is uh you know china today already has over 250 to 300 gigawatt hours of cells uh cell production capacity and China has announced additional capacity of another 1,500 to 2,000 gigawatt hours. So China is competing in this space at a massive, massive scale. Mm. And for any other country to become competitive, they necessarily need a lot of SOPs from the government. Mm. And that is what the government has enabled. Uh, if you do the math, and you know, I've not gone into the micros of the scheme yet, but mm. at a very high level, 
since we are uh, enabling an 18,000 crore incentive plan for about 50 gigawatt hours of uh, production. Right. So, uh, ballpark that translates to almost $50 a kilowatt hour of support that the government is giving. Now, that is massive. Okay. If, uh, you know, if you understand the cost of a cell uh, being produced in large gigafactories in China is somewhere in the $70 to $80 a kilowatt hour range. So, government is saying that, look, you can produce cells at a cost of $120, $130 a kilowatt hour and still be competitive with China. Hmm. Forget all the other things such as, you know... <clears throat> Duty, duties, etc., that the government may be uh, that the government may intend to impose later, but just at a basic production level, mm. the government is saying you can be inefficient, you can be, uh, have a lower scale than China, and yet your cost will be as good as that of China, and that is what is really coming out of this, which is very very important because on day one. Mm. Uh, no one in India is going to set up a capacity which will match the capacity of some of the factories in China. So this allows companies to get their feet dirty, uh, you know, uh, start producing at a lower scale uh, and still find a market for their production within India without any other incentives. Mm. And now you have, you know, uh, told us before that you are interested very much in setting up cell manufacturing in India, either on your own or through partnerships. Can you give us an update on that? Sure. So, uh, you know, as you know, we are in the business of battery production and battery recycling. Mm. Uh, as, you know, because of our ability to recycle, we are able to produce raw material in mm. the country, uh, such as lithium, nickel, cobalt, which are all precursors for the cell production, uh, mm. for any cell production activity. Mm. Uh, the government has mandated that uh, as part of this PLI scheme, anywhere between 20 to 60% of the value addition has to be in the country. Uh, now, necessarily raw material, local production of raw material is super critical. Mm. And since raw material is really bulk of the cost of the cell and we can provision that, so the government is actually uh, necessarily facilitating uh, or uh, enhancing or, uh, you know, justifying the work that we are doing here. Uh, so, consequently, uh, we've already started working uh, with uh, three different partners in the country mm. who are qualifying our uh, material at the moment, our cathode and anode material. Uh, even before the PLI scheme was formally approved by the cabinet, uh, I am at least personally aware of four different companies which have already started the groundwork for uh, cell production in the country. So, we are working with uh, some of those and in parallel, we continue to, uh, you know, continue towards our own goal of setting up a small scale, small pilot facility. And then in a couple of years, if, uh, as, you know, as things progress, we probably will continue, we probably will set up our own uh, uh, larger scale facility. Uh, like I said, the big advantage that we have is that we have our own access to raw material. So we don't need to set up a facility at, at humongous scales to achieve uh, so-called economies of scale. Mm. to achieve uh, competitiveness in cell manufacturing. Mm. And to put... So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I think that was it. Huh, so to, to put the uh, 50 gigawatt uh, capacity, uh, can you explain that a bit? What is the current uh, uh, demand in India or requirement in India and what is it projected to be over these five years? See, 50 gigawatt hours in very simple terms, one simple way to look at that is, you know, what does this enable 
uh, in the two-wheeler market. And, you know, I forget, you know, for a second, ignore all the other markets. 50 gigawatt hour essentially translates to about 20 million scooters okay. uh, per annum. Uh, 20 million two-wheelers per annum. Now, as you know, in, in India actually sells 20 million two-wheelers per annum. Mm. That is indeed India's uh, sort of uh, annual uh, production mm. in the two-wheeler market. Mm. So 50 gigawatt hours can entirely easily be consumed just by the two-wheeler market. So you don't need a three-wheeler market. You don't need a four-wheeler market. You don't need the storage market, etc., uh, etc. Et by our own projections that we have done internally, uh, with respect to, uh, you know, what will be the total uh, uh, capacity needed by the country uh, when we include both mobility and storage. Our own forecast is the country needs close to about three to 400 gigawatt hours per annum. So, uh, you know, 50 gigawatt hours is a good starting point, but we need a lot more capacity uh, by 2030 than 50 gigawatt hours. Okay, one, one last question just to uh, uh, help us understand this uh, incentive plan better. The incentive is actually for folks like you who want to make the, the cells itself, not, uh, not batteries from imported cells. That is correct. It is for cell manufacturing because cell really is the big bulk of the cost in making a battery. Mm. Right now what is happening in the country is we are largely doing an assembly job in the country mm. wherein we get all the raw material from China and just assemble them in India. Uh, government already imposes, you know, as of April 1st, government, government has already imposed uh, heavy duty on battery import. Uh, cells get imported in the country at 5% duty while batteries get imported with a 15% duty regime. Mm. So the government has already disincentivized battery import now, through this, the government is disincentivizing cell imports as well. That was Rajat Verma, founder and CEO of Loham. That's it for today's briefing. Mansweeni Kaushik is our producer, and I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for your support.